You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Uh, When we look at the death and resurrection of Christ, uh, there's a lot that takes place in a very short period of time in the story. And uh, we we look at just last Sunday, we we had the Palm Sunday. and, And if you can imagine kind of just a one week earlier, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and and uh, he's like a current day celebrity of the time. People are putting down their 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 coats and they're putting down palm branches in, in front of him. And so he's walking on this uh, or he's riding on this donkey coming into the into the city. And I can imagine the disciples walking with Jesus. And I mean, you could just imagine they're they're with this guy that everyone's saying, Hosanna, son of David. And they're I mean, it's a, the whole city is is um, celebrating his arrival into the city. And you think, uh, I would imagine the disciples at that moment thought, man, we are on the winning side. This is awesome. I mean, they're riding with pride beside Jesus, going down this red carpet kind of experience as everyone is there celebrating Jesus' arrival. And then in such a short amount of time, it goes from this great celebration of Jesus' arrival into the city to his court case and to him before Pilate and and then the crowd shouting crucify him uh, and the disciples uh, they 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 go from this point of being on top of the world b- beside Jesus who everyone's looking to to now needing to disperse that they uh, Jesus is 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 taken in and is crucified and and in that weekend uh, the disciples have to come to grips with the fact that the one that they have given their lives to follow has now died. And you can just, I think if you were to put yourself into their, their shoes, it, it would have been a, a very difficult moment because not only were they having to come to grips with, with the death of a loved one, but they were also now concerned about their safety. They were concerned about where they were at uh, they, they, they were treated and, and they, they met behind closed doors. There was a fear of, of this persecution that if they killed Jesus, they, they could certainly kill them as well. And so everyone was retreating. And, and I think that weekend, especially after Jesus died, you couldn't have been in that area and not talked about Jesus' death because the, 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 the heavens darkened and there was an earthquake and, and there was signs and wonders that happened at the point that Jesus died. And so, Inevitably, people would have been talking about who was Jesus? Who is this guy? And especially the disciples, when they, when they went home, or they went and they met together afterwards in secret, there would have been a lot of discussion about his death. Like the disciples, we're confronted with death right now. I don't think I've ever lived in a time of history where, uh, and I'm sure most of us haven't, where night after night on the news, you watch the TV, and the first line that they're always saying is, how many people died that day? We started off in China, and then we looked in Italy, and now it's every day, well, who's passing away here in the UK? And, and it's, it's a challenge because we're confronted with death. Even in my own life, there's this uh, early on uh, in this year when my dad passed away, I, I was impacted by, by death right in my own family. And I think death has this way of challenging us to the core. And, and I think there's kind of three areas in particular it challenges us. It challenges us in our values. I think when we're confronted with death, it, it, it 
challenges us in the things that we're living for. Uh, I remember when I sat with my dad before he passed away, and, and I think I was confronted in my own life of, what am I valuing? Are the things, are the stuff of my life really that important? Because I realized in that moment, in the, at the end of it all, what is the greatest value? What was the greatest value for my dad? And, and his, he spoke about his life at the end. It also brings into question the fragility of our own lives. I think death has a funny way of suddenly putting it into focus that I'm not necessarily in control of whether I live or die. And, and I think especially looking at what's going on around us right now, uh, we are in control of, in a sense of trying to stay safe in our houses and the rest of that. Uh, but our mortality is, comes into, into focus because I think in the normality of life, we can be busy, we do our jobs, but we're not necessarily looking at our mortality. But in these moments when we're constantly being reminded of death, like in the news, mortality comes into question. Our mortality. It, 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 how much time have I got left? Uh, the, the third thought that comes or thing we're confronted with is the question of what happens after we die. Uh, I think, uh, is this the end when we just pass away or is there, is there something beyond death? And so, it's a funny way to start a service this morning, or certainly an Easter message, to really focus in upon death. But right now, death is the topic of the hour. That's the thing that is confronting us daily. And it's an area that when we look at death, the resurrection becomes all the more powerful. It's in this point that we, we look to the story, and, and like the disciples, when they died, they, they had some big questions. And I think for many of us, uh, maybe for you watching this morning, or or those of your loved ones around you have big questions about life right now. The big ones, the big questions, the why, how could this be? I think some people, as we watch on the news, you know, loved ones that pass away suddenly think, how can this happen? Now, in this point of the message, I want to shift gears a little bit, because in this point, maybe it sounds a bit low, a bit heavy, but there is good news in this story. At this point in the Easter story, as we, we look through Jesus coming into Jerusalem and and he is then crucified. His body is laid in a tomb, but this amazing thing is that his body does not decay. And three days later, just as he told his disciples, he rose from the grave and appeared to his disciples and, and to hundreds of others. Uh, this resurrection changed everything for you and for me. And so, and this is really where I, I feel to go this morning with this resurrection story about Jesus is that it, it was a game changer and it changes the perspective of the world that we live in right now. It, it should change our perspective as believers that when we face those big challenges that I just mentioned, those three kind of big questions we go through, this is the answer to it all. Jesus' resurrection. And uh, we're going to look at a passage of scripture to kind of a basis around and it's in 2 Timothy Chapter 1, so it's a bit of a, maybe a unique passage of scripture to have an Easter message, but it is the Easter message as well. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 9 to 10, it says this, He has saved us and called us to be, uh, sorry, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This is what I shared at the Good Friday message, that it's because of His grace, it's because of His goodness. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, 
who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus destroyed death and its power and brought life and immortality through the gospel. Just like when we put our faith in Jesus and his sacrifice, we receive his forgiveness of sin. So what we talked about again on Friday, there's a, there's a restored relationship with God through Christ's resurrection. So that was through his death that the debt has been paid. But through his resurrection, he has brought life. Life is on the other side of the resurrection. And so there's, there's three areas of life that I want to look at that Christ has brought through his resurrection. And the first one, it's a new life. So when, when we're looking at Christ bringing life, it's a life that isn't just um, something of our own imagination, but it's a new life. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation, the new life, has come. The old has gone. The new is here. In each one of us, there is the body, but there's also the spirit man. And uh, if you've ever been with someone or, or seen someone who's passed away and it's this their body, you realize when you look at the body, it's no longer the person. It's the shell. And this body of mine is the shell containing the real me. Uh, the real me is the spirit inside of me. That it's the it's the spirit that 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 uh, I live out of. And so when we look to this passage of scripture, we're talking about being a new creation. Jesus talked about being uh, born again. Uh, he used a kind of a different ter- terminology, but the same point is that when we put our faith in Jesus, not only again is our sins forgiven, not only do we have a restored relationship with God, but we are born again. Our spirit is born again. It's it comes alive. There's a new life that comes inside of us. This power, the, the Spirit of God that, that, that breathes new life in us, comes and lives inside of us. And, and this new life, and His Spirit that brings this life, is the same power that raised Christ from the dead, now dwells inside of me. And it's this new life that gives me the power to live out the, the, the life He's called me to live. It, it gives me the power to overcome sin and to, to live out God's purposes and plan. It gives me the strength for the challenges I face today. And so all the things, the old life, the, the old me is, is no longer alive or in control, but the new life comes up. And it's like a seed that's planted and, and the seed germinates. And actually for a seed to germinate, uh, it, the seed dies and it, it comes to life and there's a new life that comes from that seed. Christ was that seed that was was planted, the Bible said, and he, He's now a life-giving Spirit. He's a life-giving God that is able to come and breathe life into to you and to me. And so in this point of, of the world, when everyone's talking about death, you know, Jesus came to give life. He's came to give new life in us and it isn't based upon us trying to be good enough or trying to follow some Christian rules or, or trying to, to now adopt a new religion. It has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with His Spirit that can now be alive within us. We receive it through faith in Jesus. And so His Spirit brings new life. Because Jesus rose from the dead, He conquered the grave. He conquered death. And so the death inside of us has been conquered as well. And when we put faith in Jesus, we now have a new life inside. How exciting is that? This new life we receive in Jesus is described the second way, the second thing. So it's new, but it's also Jesus describes this new life 
as life to the full. So John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And if I can, if we can look at what's going on in the world right now, we could see actually, yeah, this isn't the work of God. This is the work of the enemy. The thief coming to steal, kill, and destroy. All that is good. This isn't God's plan, but it's what the enemy has done. But then here's what Jesus says. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or have it to the abundance, to the overflow. When Jesus came that they may have life to the full or the abundance, it means that Jesus has come that we would experience the life that He intended us to have. You see, when sin entered the world, there, as, I, as I've shared in these past weeks, there was a separation and death came into humanity and into our spirit man. But that wasn't the way God had intended us to live. He, was in, he, he intended, He created us to have this relationship with Him and when we have a relationship with Him as a starting point, that is life to the full. To have this experience of knowing God. But also, his, this life to the full is a life with purpose and meaning according to His plan. It's something like a fish. If you take a fish out of water, it, it struggles because it needs water to survive. It needs water to, to, to breathe, to, to gain oxygen. And so in a sense, if you took a fish out of water and, and, and you, you wanted it to thrive in its existence, it would struggle and eventually it would die. Do you know what? Our relationship without God is like a fish out of water. We're like a fish out of water without a relationship with God. Outside of that, we, there's death. But when we, when we step into God's plan for us, when we walk into that center of what God has, we come alive. It's like a, a fish that was caught and put back into the water. Suddenly it comes alive because it's, is living within the bounds in which God had created it for. And the same thing goes for you and for me. This life to the full that Jesus has for us is a life in the center of His will. It's a life that when we do it according to His plan, according to His way, we come alive. Sometimes we look at faith and we look at Christianity and, and uh, some people may look at it as a, as a, a bunch of rules. I, I don't want to become a Christian because I don't want to all the, the, the things I can't do. The funny thing is that even if we look at the Ten Commandments, you know, all of those are for our good. It's kind of like, uh, don't murder. Well, I don't want to be restricted by the Ten Commandments and become a, a Christian. Well, actually, don't murder is a, a good thing. Don't steal. Well, that's a kind of a good thing for us. You look through even the Ten Commandments, and actually that was all for our, for our good, to love our neighbor. I mean, that's, we see that even on the news right now, this encouragement to care for one another. I mean, that is all of what we see in Scripture is for our good. It isn't to restrict us, but it's to enable us, empower us to be the people God calls us to be. And when we live that out, we find that life isn't full of regret and remorse and pain and sorrow, but actually it's life that's filled with fulfillment and joy because we're doing the very thing God created us to do. I mean, Jesus said, look, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. As you follow me, you walk into it. It's experiencing God's love, His joy, His peace through our circumstances. It's living with God, taking our lives and taking our cares. And we enjoy His rest through those points of challenge. Life to the full, and I, I just want to make sure that we, you don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It isn't that it's a life without challenge or a life without battles. Uh, giving our life to Jesus or following Him doesn't mean that 
it's just going to be a, a breeze. It's just going to be easy. It, it isn't that life is still going to have some challenges as we all are living in this, this context right now. But it's when we go through these, these times, we experience God in these moments. And I believe in these moments we can have life to the full even when we're stuck at home, even when we're having to uh, self-isolate. There is life to the full in Jesus when He is in the center of our lives. There's life to the full. This life is, is new. This life is life to the full, as we've just read. But it's also life that's eternal. And uh, when we look back to the passage that we started with, in 2 Timothy 1.10, it says, But has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus uh, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. This life that God brought to us through the resurrection of Jesus uh, wasn't a short-term perspective. It wasn't just so that we could get through this life, get through however many years we live on this this planet, and it, it just be for this little bit. Of, kind of bit of our lives, but it was a long-term perspective that God had. It, it was a life that was going to go on and on to eternity. It, it, was, it was life that would be everlasting. You see, this eternal life is a life spent with God in His presence, in His kingdom, and death is not the end of the story. And again, as, as a follower of Jesus, death does not need to be the end of the story. It isn't the end of the story. It's, it's actually, we're just turning the page. We're, we're, we're turning the chapter onto the next part of, of, of eternity. And so when Christ came that we would have life, have it to the full, but have it eternal, we start a process today. We, 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 we walk in this place of grace today where we, we can choose to follow Jesus. We can choose to put our hope in Him. But we start something that goes on forever. It's a relationship with God that will go on. Once this body, this, this vessel dies, the real me, the spirit Tyler, will live on for eternity. And it's that part of this life everlasting that Jesus talks about, that He's come to, to give us life that's eternal, everlasting life. And this is why as believers, we, we don't, in believers in Jesus, we don't need to fear death because death isn't the end. It's, it's actually a glorious beginning because instead of being separated from God, we can't see Him necessarily face to face. We can experience His presence. But at the point that we pass away, we are, we're now in His presence for eternity. We're with Him in that way. It, it's a glorious hope that we have that the grave is not the end, but it's, it's merely the beginning of something Amazing. Jesus himself said, look, I'm, I'm going away when he, before he resurrected, uh, sorry, before he, he, uh, ascended. He said, look, I'm going away, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. An amazing place. He's prepared a place for you. He's prepared a place for me. This home that we have for, for, for all eternity. And it's a life and it's, it's an opportunity that we can choose for today. We can live out in this moment. You see, there is an alternative to this Easter message. And, and I guess that the whole Christian, the, the whole gospel is, is rooted in this one weekend. 
of Easter. I think that's why it's so important to us, is that his death, his sacrifice for our sins, his forgiveness, but also his resurrection, which would mean the, the, the eternity that we can now find in Jesus is all rooted in this. And, and the gospel message is, is something that is accessible. It's made possible for everyone. But there is an alternative to this everlasting life. And it's something that uh, we love to talk about the life side of it. But there's also a reality that if we choose, actually, I don't, I don't want any of this. I don't, I, I don't believe it. I don't accept it. Then there's a question of what happens when we pass away. Uh, it, what, what happens in the grave. Now, the Bible does talk about this eternal separation from God and the torment that that is that to, to live a, uh, the rest of our existence separated from our Creator is the greatest torment that there possibly could be. Now, we have a season that we can, in this period, as long as I have breath, I have a, an option to choose my eternal destiny. And... Uh, is something that God calls us to, 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 to turn and to follow and to trust in Him. The, the Easter story is not just a nice story, but it's, it's a life-giving story. It's a story that gives hope for today for each one of us. This isn't the end. This, this life we live is not the end. There's, a, there's, a, there's an eternal perspective that all of us need to have this Easter, you might be facing some big questions in, in your life. Uh, maybe someone close to you has just passed away. Maybe, maybe right now you're not well and, and you're really having to be confronted with, with what is. Can I s encourage you, implore you to put your faith in Jesus? He's paid a price for you and for me. He, he's, he was, he didn't just die, but he conquered the grave. He conquered death so you and I could live. And that's life here. It's life to the full now, but it's also an everlasting life to come. We can find true hope through the resurrection of Jesus. And that's why we celebrate as Christians. That's why we have this hope, because Jesus rose. He's the first fruit for all of us. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.